This Bank of America 400 Roval edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. PN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into $500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb it is the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb special guest the cardboard i'm rod via gomez you got to be watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, <laughs> Cody's got the best cold opens in the world. Uh, yes, cardboard is out because we are at the Roval for the last time, hopefully ever, and uh, truthfully, really just last time ever. I want Charlotte to continue to stay the pristine two-mile uh, two paved track that it is, uh, mile and a half paved track that it is, and just, yeah, I don't ever want to see this Roval ever again. Yes, back to the scene of the crime. The cardboard that was on the track for 50 fucking laps before we decided to throw a phantom caution late in the race. Fuck everyone's bets and just completely screw us over. Yes, I'm still salty about it. Yes, I'm still mad about it, but that's okay. Hopefully, like you said, this will be the final time. Although, oh boy, I don't know, Rod. Dale Jr. said he heard it was the final time. Some people are saying they've heard it's the final time. Some people are saying that the track wants to keep the roval because they like it. It might not go away. Oh boy, it's the schedule news is just, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. There's been a lot of announcements as far as, as races and Iowa now officially confirmed. Yes. Talked about that yesterday. We're hoping to both make it out there. That is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be in the middle of June, night race, the summer. The track is great. Facilities great. Going to be a really fun time. So uh, we'll, we'll obviously hammer out the details of all of that. Um, but it, yeah, <laughs> there's so many rumors and, and the Olympics throws a big wrench in everything because obviously that's an NBC thing. Sounds like we're going to have two bye weeks, most likely in a row, because that's what they've done in previous Olympic years. Now that moves the schedule around. Labor Day falls on a different on when they would have the playoff cutoff race. So is Darlington now the playoff cutoff race? Daytona and Talladega both in the in the playoffs. We might have two if they keep the roval. We might have two road courses in the playoffs. It looks like Watkins Glen is going to be in the playoffs. Uh, the Iowa race is replacing Auto Club, which is generally 
in late February, early March, but that's going to be replaced by Sonoma. The schedule next year is going to be insane once we finally actually get all the details. Uh, but yeah, we've had little little bits trickle out. I don't know if you saw JGR. Uh, they posted on their Twitter uh, like a spreadsheet or whatever, and it showed the schedule, and it had like the high, the cutoff races highlighted and the playoff races, and the final race of the regular season said figure eight track. Uh, <laughs> they go, it's going to be out <laughs> soon anyway, so here you go, and it was figure eight track, and then yeah, so uh, pretty hilarious, but obviously just a lot of of moving and shaking with the schedule, so that's been all the drama this week, I guess, in NASCAR. But uh, yeah, so maybe the final Roval, maybe not the final Roval. We don't know yet. Um, obviously, Montreal not going to be in the cards, which is why Iowa is in the cards. So do they keep the Roval because they want so many road courses? Again, a lot of questions to be answered still, Rod. Uh, so I don't know. But yeah, we'll get into it. But this week's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not be heartbroken if they got rid of the Rovals at all. I mean, I'm not a fan of Rovals. I don't, I, I, it was novel when it first happened. Like when they first rolled it out, I was like, oh, okay, that seems pretty cool. You know, half road course, half oval. You got to have the disciplines of both to be able to and do it. Now the, the time, novelty's warming off. The it's, intermediates were not delivering. Like Charlotte yeah. was kind of a boring race, but now the intermediates are so good. If we are taking away the second Charlotte race, which is the way you're going to get the Roval, then the second Charlotte race sounds a lot better because the road course racing hasn't been great lately. So it's one of those things where it's uh, give us more of what's been good and less of what's not been good. And yeah, so interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how exactly the final details all get worked out. Yeah, uh, I will say one thing, though, the I'm going to buy plenty of stock in cardboard companies before this race is <laughs> over. Uh, I'm going to be live live betting. I'll be what is it? Uh, day trading all of this cardboard stuff when it comes through. But uh, fucking cardboard. So, yeah, again, we're on the Roval. This is another road course, as it were. 109 laps around this 2.28 mile course at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Road course in Concord, New Car North, New Carolina, North Carolina, New Carolina, <laughs> New Carolina, North Carolina. Ugh, talking is getting difficult. Uh, but yes, uh, listen, and and to be honest with you, this is one of those things where when you're when you're handicapping rovals, and we've talked about this too last year. It's not necessarily as if you're taking full row courses into account because it's not necessarily a full road course, right? I mean, the row course discipline helps. Certainly does, and of course, now that most of these guys have had several road courses under their their belts at this point, they're more accustomed to it. But this hybrid type of a situation is not one where you can point to it and say, "Well, Watkins Glen, they were good, so they have to be good here, right?" So there's there's instances where these drivers can sort of cheat because there is that oval part of it that they can gain ground on. So I don't know. For me, the odds this week were kind of yucky. Uh, kind of like they were in Daytona. I found some stuff that I liked, but I still was not necessarily all that impressed. Yeah, so uh, there is a lot that that's going into this weekend too, and so I think that the best way to approach it from from a betting aspect, we can go a little heavier than we did at at a place like Daytona last or Talladega last week, rather, because obviously that's just the complete unknowns of the Super Speedway, right? But this week there is a lot that goes into this, so it's a cutoff race in the playoffs. That's going to be very important. Uh, looking at the point situation, right? We've got Byron's locked in, Blaney's locked in, so they can just go race. Hamlin's at plus 50 to the good. Means he has to finish 29th or better. So he gets stage points. At that point, he can clinch earlier or whatever. Bell is 22 to the good. Busher's 19 to the good. 
Truex 17 to the good, Larson 15 to the good, Kozlowski's two to the good, then Reddick is two to the bad, Wallace is nine to the bad, Chastain's nine to the bad, Kyle Busch, close to him, not must win. He's 26 to the bad. So um, so the points are going to play a huge, huge part in it. And part of that, they're reinstating the, the cautions, right? So now at the end of the stages, there will be cautions. So with two laps to go right before they close the pits, you're going to have people pitting to flip the stage and, and get the track position. You're going to have people that stay out. A guy like Tyler Reddick mentioned in his post-race interview that he was probably going to be points chasing, right? So where does that have him fall then for being able to win the race? It's much less likely he wins the race. Now, is that what they actually do? Does it depend on the situation? Uh, again, there's a lot of unknowns there, right? And we don't know everything, but you're going to have to factor that in because guys are going to be points racing. If you can go get 20 stage points or or 18 stage points or 15 stage points, that might be all you need to move on to the next round. There's going to be guys that aren't worried about points at all, and they're just going to be going for the win. So you've got to take that into factor. Um, you've got to take cardboard into factor because this race could be led Max Verstappen style by Chase Elliott, and he's going to cash all of your bets for you. And then a piece of cardboard that's been on the track for 50 laps might cause a caution flag, and it fucks everything over. It's happened before. Why couldn't it happen again, Rod? So you got to keep it in. You got to keep it in mind, and just to play off intensity, right? It's getting close here because we're at 12 guys. We're cutting it down to eight. Once we're at eight, all you know, you're close to getting to that final four, close to having that championship in your grasp. Um, so all of those factors are going in this weekend. Uh, the heartburn turn, right? That's what they've called turn one before. Tom's even sponsored it for a couple of years. We saw the entire field wreck into that turn at one point at this race. Uh, it, there's a lot of craziness. They moved the start finish zone or the start line. They used to skip the chicane to start the race or restart the races and just restart on the roval part of it. Now they're you're restarting in the chicane. So there is a lot, and it almost seems to me like NASCAR is trying to, to drum up the drama, right? They want this to be a drama-filled race, and they're an entertainment company, right? We get that. So they're going to want that. If there's a piece of cardboard on the track late and they can throw the caution and rack them up and have a crazy chaotic finish, uh, there's a high chance that could happen. Does it turn into a Max Verstappen type of race where somebody just runs away with it? That could also happen. So I think that I know that I haven't looked at your bets yet, uh, but the way that I built my card, there's both. There's some, this is what should happen. And there's some, in case this turns into a super speedway race, we're going to try and hit some bigger bets, right? So you got to find a good mix of both. Uh, it's going to be an entertaining race, uh, but it could be very chaotic. So again, I'm not going super speedway light this week, but I am keeping it dialed back from a normal race week just because there's a lot of factors that go into this. We don't know how people are going to be racing it. We don't know what situations people are, who's going to have the opportunity to stay out and get points. Who's going to have to pit. Who's going to have to try and go for the win. Who, you know, who's just focused on the point. I mean, again, a lot of things going into this and, and we don't know who's going to do what. It makes it a lot harder. Some of these head to heads too. You look at them and you're like, well, that guy should beat that guy pretty easy. And then you're like, but that guy could be points racing. And in which case, that guy could beat that guy because he's points racing. And so, oh, man, it makes it tough, but it makes it fun. Indeed. And we'll talk all about it. But first, let me tell you about game time. I hate buying tickets. I literally cannot stand it. The thought of it just makes me 
I, I get so stressed that I can't even function anymore, and, it, and I just don't even want to talk about it. But I have to because I have found a new way to do it that is far less stressful than anything you will ever encounter in your life, and that's Game Time. If you download the Game Time app, you're going to not only be stress-free when you're buying tickets, but you're also going to get rewarded for being a procrastinator, which I love to be because sometimes I don't know whether or not I'm going to get a chance to go to my favorite concert, my favorite sporting event, my favorite backyard barbecue until the very last minute, at which point then I'm just out of luck if I want to buy tickets because the prices are going to be jacked up or there may not even be any left. That's right. Game time has you covered. You are going to get great deals on last minute tickets. Plus, you're going to get that game time guarantee. If you buy on game time, when you buy actually on game time, your tickets are going to be on time and authentic guaranteed. Plus, you're going to get flash deals on last minute prices and last minute deals. And if you find a ticket for your very seat, they're going to make up the price 110% of the difference. Plus, you're going to get the tickets delivered straight to your phone, not to your email, where you're going to have to dig around through all of the different emails that you got. It's all right there at your fingertips. So snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All you have to do, Cody, to, to really get the full gist of that is look at Sonoma a couple of years ago where, you know, you had guys like Elliot and Larson out there battling around. Now, granted, they had pit problems anyways, but all of the different strategies that played out that even gave Daniel Suarez the chance to to jump up there. I mean, I know that's what they're after, and I, and I understand that they don't want somebody to run away and lead all 57 laps or all, what, 109 laps around this race at all, but... Look, man, if you're going to have a road race, you don't want to make it to where nobody knows what's going to happen. And and I think that frustrates the drivers more than it frustrates the people watching because, you know, you don't know. And, and you want to be able to set up your race. You don't want to race anybody else's race. And so if you're trying to decide, well, what's this guy going to do or what's that guy going to do and how's that going to impact my race? And I get to a certain extent that every race has that, but... If you, you know, as a driver, it's got to frustrate you to, to have, because on an oval, it's kind of like, okay, well, if you see somebody coming into pit, then by all means come into pit. Now, if you're on a road course, you're relying on a spotter that's telling you, oh, hey, by the way, this guy's coming into pit. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of asked out if you're around the backside and somebody else decides they want to come pit, you know, from 14th or 15th and they're farther back. So, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just to me, I don't need that. I don't need the built-in drama of, of pit strategy the way it's playing out on these rovals and on these road courses without or with the cautions i just want to see these guys race it out you know i don't want to see all that added layer of nonsense yeah and i was a fan of taking the stage cautions away i enjoyed the racing it gave us uh, and i get it watkins Glen and indy road course kind of both were stinkers to a degree right but you go back to sonoma um coda they those turned into i think was it sonoma kind of turned into a fuel mileage race at one point almost like there was there was definitely some things going on there like and we had some excitement going on with some other things kind of the old school aspect now part of me likes chaos also and that's fun to watch so there's a good chance we're getting that this weekend right but there's also a good chance that the best car in the field doesn't win it might be tyler reddick that's the fastest car but for him it might be better to get a guaranteed 20 points and win both of those stages 
than to hope he wins at the end of the race or hope he gets a good finish or and doesn't it's not a late restart and even though he's been the fastest car and he's first and that piece of cardboard threw out the caution and then he gets taken out going into turn one and there goes his championship hopes and so there's going to be guys racing on different strategies so you're just gonna have to watch out for that um so just keep that in mind as you're placing your bets there was a couple of other pieces of news i wanted to get in real quick um Matt Crafton was fined 25K. Nick Sanchez was fined 5K for the post-race fight. No suspension to either driver. Nick Sanchez, uh, his father, Renee, has been suspended for the rest of the year for getting involved in the fight. Um, so again, NASCAR's got different angles on this. I'm assuming they checked security footage and it probably wasn't a sucker punch and all of that. We kind of talked about that. In general, they let guys fight. They fine them. You move on. Just kind of how it works. Um, the father, though, was throwing punches, was involved. NASCAR has like a basically a no tolerance policy on that. It's, you know, if the drivers want to get after it, okay. But when it comes to, to fans or, or relatives or whatever, pit crew members, even they don't, they don't like that as much. Uh, so that's why he's been suspended. I, I think, again, it, it's probably the right call. If Crafton did just walk up and punch him blindly, maybe you do the suspension thing. We kind of talked about that the other day but um i don't think that that's that was the case is my guess based on this so i think this is appropriate we'll see if everybody cools off by homestead again for for sanchez he's got the the playoffs to continue to look forward to so he needs to be smart if you're eliminated at phoenix maybe you take out craft in there but uh, uh yeah it'll be interesting to, i guess to see how that's handled but that was the news from that uh, and then something i wanted to note as well from bob pockris for the first time in the history of this playoff format, seven consecutive races in the playoffs, so going back to Martinsville last year, have been won by seven different drivers who were all in the playoffs. Christopher Bell won at Martinsville, Joey Logano at Phoenix, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, and Ryan Blaney. So kind of an interesting little tidbit there. And again, to the parody of... Uh, now This has got to be one of the most parody seasons. And now, I mean, last year was great. We had all these different winners, but... This year feels even more like parody, and there's a couple guys, right? William Byron's got his five wins, and and some guys have some wins, but so much parody and so much unknown on a week to week. So just want to point that out. I think it's it's great, and it's delivered us a, a pretty amazing season. And it should drive the point home that it's very difficult to nail down a winner if seven different winners yeah. have done it. I mean, outrights are not easy already, let alone when everybody continues to win. So, uh, yeah, I like that as well. And listen, as far as the Kraft and Sanchez thing, I mean, obviously, we have been, we've braced ourselves for a lot of retaliation over the last couple of seasons. We haven't necessarily seen it so much. I think these drivers know better now than to take their vendettas out on the track. Now, Granted, we've seen a little love tap here and there, but it's nothing nothing to the extent of I'm coming after you, I'm taking you out. I think the high, the stakes no, are way no too Matt high. Kenseth, no Matt Joey Logano. No Matt Kenseth, Joey Logano. I think the stakes are far too high anymore for that to, to happen. I mean, back in the day when they weren't really racing for multi-millions of dollars and they were just sort of, you know, kind of rolling around, I think the stakes are way too high. Too many people have too yeah, much going on. And if on. you do it too too much on purpose like that that Kenseth incident there he was suspended chase elliott was suspended earlier this season for for purposely wrecking someone by just hooking them so you got to make it at least look like an accident or just not give them the room i mean we saw denny kind of get his revenge on ross early on in the season where he held him up in the last couple laps cost him some spots whatever yeah 
just flat out wrecking a guy we haven't really seen too much lately. No, sir. Uh, all right, looking at this list of contenders we've got for this Roval, Andy Lally back in the 15 uh, for the 15 car. Uh, looking forward to that. Rick Ware racing in that 15 car. Uh, we've got Zane Smith back in the 38. Mike Rockefeller taking Chris Hosevar, or Chris Hosevar, Carson Hosevar's place in that 42 car this week for the road course. Austin Hill in the 62 uh, Todd Gillen in the 51, and uh, yeah, it'll be pretty interesting to see these these road course guys back on the track again. Yeah, Lally, yeah, I like him, but he's not done much in that Rick Ware car. Uh, the the main thing is is Gilliland. Careful, because I he's a, he's a guy that's a popular top ten pick and stuff like that. He's in the Rick Ware car, not the front row car this week. So I'd be careful a little bit on that. Zane Smith is going to be in the front row car. He's worth a look, but ugh, his numbers just aren't. I was hoping to take him top 10, but he's only like plus 350, which is kind of nah, not not good enough for me. Um, and uh, Rockefeller, yeah, he's back in the 42. Uh, I think Hosovar will probably finish out the season in that on the ovals, but uh, Rockefeller did Indy and Watkins Glen right after the, the Gregson release, so uh, not too surprising there. No. Again, that that's one of those suited-for-him tracks that they're going to bring him in for, and I think you're right. Carson's going to Road course ringer. Yep. So it's, yeah. Road course ringer. Like, like Andy. I'm surprised. Oh, we we got to talk seen... about Boris said tomorrow, Rod. I'm so uh, let's do. Oh, man. I can't wait for that, too. <laughs> and not just that, but I'm surprised they didn't bring uh, uh, SVG in for this one like they uh, tend to want to. I think they might be in the middle of uh, negotiation. Oh, they're. Well, no, they're I think season, they're still right? racing. Yeah, I don't know. I think Speaking right. of that, too, just real fast. Erebus, uh, I'm going to go with Motorsports. Uh, they're of the Australian V8 cars. They have plans to enter some NASCAR races in 2024 um, and field a car for Brody Kostecki. We saw a race for RCR earlier this season. They'll do so by building a relationship uh, with Richard Childress Racing following Kostecki's Cup debut at the Indy Road Course earlier this season. Um, so, yeah, they're going to... A team from the Australian V8 Supercars is going to come over and create a NASCAR team in association with RCR and... Uh, and have some races for Kostecki, I would imagine, all on, on road courses, of course. But uh be a little interesting thing. Another team kind of throwing their name in the hat. Won't be a charter team or anything like that. But uh, like the Beard Motors, the Beard Motorsports thing is weird. I, they didn't race last. They they always only almost always only enter super speedway races. Didn't enter last week to let Austin Hill focus on the Xfinity Championship, which Xfinity was not racing last week. And now he's racing the Beard Motorsports car this week while Xfinity is uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm not, anyway, a, team owner, I'm not a team owner or a team manager. I couldn't even begin to tell you. I uh, don't have a full explanation on that. But we're going to talk more about Austin Hill. So, uh, you know, come back. We will. We'll talk about Austin Hill. We'll talk about all our other favorite drivers. But first, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're actually going to have an entire episode dedicated to our Underdog Fantasy picks for this NASCAR race at the Roval. But Underdog Fantasy has also got a way to play alongside your favorite football team as well as drive along with your favorite drivers all season long. Listen, hot off the presses, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go for five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 time the payout from now until october 4th underdog is matching 100 of your first deposit up to 500 dollars one hundred thousand dollars sundays continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players are going to win ten thousand dollars each we're going to give you all like i said all of our favorite underdog picks 
when we come back on our Friday episode for you. So stay tuned for all of those. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And right now, when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, the Roval, not an oval, not a road course, but the monstrous hybrid of both of them awaits our playoff drivers. Like Cody said, it is a cutoff race. We brought back stage cautions, and, and now we're stopping action because people couldn't figure out how to not... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm still... I'm salty <laughs> about that. That doesn't... I, I, I just don't need them. Yeah. I don't need them. Again, it's a, it's a whole other conversation, and... and if you've been doing road courses a certain way all season, why change it now in the playoffs? That's kind of, but again, it's NASCAR wants drama and, and uh, there, there's a good chance this race is going to get dramatic at the end. So oh, yes, for sure. So again, as you place these bets again, again, good bets and, and we like them and that's why we're giving them out, but just keep that in the back of your mind. That cardboard sometimes appears on the track and 50 laps later, we throw out a caution for it and fuck your bets. So, Amen to that. Speaking of bets, let's get into them, shall we, Cody? Let's do it, Rod. Going to start off with KFB to finish on the podium. Top three finish for Kyle Busch. Four to one odds here. Uh, looking back this season, second place at Coda, second place at Sonoma. Roddy even finished fifth at Chicago. I'm not leaning very heavy on... Sh- okay, so, and you mentioned, I guess I should... You mentioned earlier, not leaning too much on f- road courses. So, my view on this is you look at the road courses in general because that's going to be the closest comparison you have, right? Um, you lean a little heavier onto what have they done at this road course because it's different. Um, you can look uh, at the Daytona road course even of the 2020 season and and but not and kind of take a little 2020 and 2021. I think we went there. Take a little from that because it's pretty similar as well. Uh, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it. So fifth place at Chicago. Again, Chicago is really tough to compare. It's street course, not a road course. Different. But he did survive the chaos, even despite being in the wall early, still ends up racing to fifth place. So it's notable to throw out there at least. But second place to Sonoma, second place to Coda, great runs for him there. Rod, last year at this time in the season, he was completely checked out. He's leaving JGR. He's leaving Toyota. He's going over to, to RCR. He's going to Chevrolet. All of this, he still finished third in this race. Even despite all of that, he had stinkers of a car. People were talking about how they were testing shit on him because they didn't care and his shit was just blowing up every week. Like he still finished third. So good sign there. Tyler Reddick was also eighth place here last year. Why that's important because where Tyler Reddick ran good last year, Kyle Busch has run good this year. The setup of that car, obviously that's the car he's driving now. Uh, And his road course racing ability has been here lately. He's been good at this track. Uh, So give me KFB to finish on the podium at four to one. And he's... uh, he is real quick too. He is one of those drivers that this is going to be interesting because he's 26 points below the cutoff. You can race for points. Yes. But in my opinion, he's just going to be going for the win. So I think he's going to try and be there at the end. He's going to, to flip the stages, keep the track position, which if you're, you're betting somebody to win, you're betting somebody top three, top five. That's what you want them to do. You don't want them to points race. Cause that's going to put them farther back at the end of the race. I think they're just going for it. Kyle Busch is just showing up. I need to win this race to move on. I think that's the type of race we get from him. I think that puts him in the top three at the end. See, and that's the only way that I can get behind this because you know that I already do not, I don't endorse Kyle Busch at all yes. for the rest and of yes. the season. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. 
Kyle Busch has had a lot of bad races. <laughs> I have already checked out of Kyle Busch. There is no part of any part of Kyle Busch. So the only the only way I could get behind that is if he does decide that that is all he wants to do is come out and win this race. Because, I mean, the writing is on the wall. When you wake up in the morning and you don't want to go to work, it shows in your pro, in your production, and it's been showing in Kyle Busch's production over the last few weeks. And so, I mean, I get it. I get the track history. We always point to that, and it, and we use it in our favor when it goes to our favor. But, you know, also the, the recency bias of just him, ah, I, I don't know. I mean, good luck to you. Good luck if you tail. Uh, but I certainly am off of Kyle Busch. I do for think 4-1-2 sure. to one, is the correct number. I, I wouldn't take this a 2-1 to one oh, or something yeah. like that. Like, 4-1 to one is, it's long enough odds that if you don't hit it, okay, it was 4-1. to one, But there's enough that can go right, enough that can go in his favor, enough that lines up if, Tyler Reddick and Kyle Larson are fast, but they decide to points race and and he's going for the win at the end. I, I think enough lines up. The price is correct. That's what makes this a good bet. Yeah, I, and that's true too. The price is about where it needs to be because if it was any lower, I would definitely be completely off of it. So, um, all right, my first bet. I, this is my turn, and 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 I say that because Cody's now staring at the at the sheet, seeing that I have Ryan Blaney's corner. This time, I'm stealing your thunder, buddy, because Ryan Blaney has spoken to me in ways that I don't know that anybody spoken to Rod big time. Yeah, Ooh, buddy. Listen, <laughs> I don't do this. You know, if you've listened to the show for like an episode, even that I don't normally fill an entire box, nor do I take a guy completely all over the place. Last week proved to me that there is something that that is lit underneath Ryan Blaney. And I think that this is going to be a good week for him again. Um, I don't know that they're going to go out because they don't need to points race now. They're in. Now they just need to go for the win. So while everybody else is messing around, trying to win stages, trying to win stage points, Ryan Blaney's just going to play the one that's going to get him to the front and get probably end up getting close to the win. So I'm taking him as a top 10. I like his top 10 number because his top 10 number is at plus 125. I mean, Cody, there's other numbers out there that are like minus 200 for a top 10. This guy just won the last race that we that we did, and he's plus 125 for a, a top 10. Love that. His top five number, plus 375. I like that even more. His top three, fine, eight to one. I'm going to ladder this thing all the way up to the top as Cody keeps climbing. Uh, his to win number is 28 to one over on Caesars. So 28 to one on Caesars to win. A top three for Ryan Blaney at eight to one on DK. Top five at 375 on bet 365. Don't get that confused. And then a, a top 10 on 365 at plus 125. Here's the thing about Ryan Blaney. All right. So his finishes at this track. Last last season was, well, last season was last season. There was so much going on there. He finished 26. There was cardboard in it. There was cardboard, and I, I don't even know. It, it just something, something cardboardy happened. Uh, but, yeah, so he finished 26th in that, but he started 6th. He was inside the top 5 for sure uh, at points, so... I definitely, like I said, the, the 26th place finish, it happens. But before that, ninth place, fifth place, eighth place, and he won. He won the very first time they were at the Roval, started ninth, won that, led 16 laps. Even in the races in which he did not win, right, his top five finish uh, in, in 2020, he led 14 laps. His 2021 ninth place finish, he led 10 laps. So Ryan Blaney is in front of the pack in this race. He has been able to do that. He's been able to run well on this track altogether. So, again, we're looking at a lot of what they've done lately on this track for sure. He knows how to get it done. 
and you're riding the momentum of winning last week at uh, just utterly chaotic, uh, well, not chaotic race altogether, but, um, you know, chaotic ending to that race. And so I'm putting a lot of stock in that. Uh, bad race at Sonoma, but again, we talked about you can't necessarily um, get all that together. Kind of bad at Austin as well. Uh, Indy GP finished 13th. Watkins Glenny finished 9th. So the top 10 number is the one that I started with. But as I continued to dig into Blaney's finishes on this track, I was like, there's no way that I can't just suggest laddering this all the way up to the top if you feel so comfortable. So Ryan Blaney corner is back, and uh, and I've got it. So I'm just telling you, bet it all on him, I guess. Rod, Rod has taken ownership of Ryan Blaney's corner. Um, I moved yeah, in. I, I squatted. <laughs> and it's not. Uh, that's that's Rod's corner now. So. <laughs> Um, I, no arguments here, right? There's a lot of good things about this. He's got nothing to worry about. He's locked into the next round. They don't have to points race. Eh, maybe if he's in the position, he stay out, you get the extras, the playoff points, right? But they can just go for the win here. They can just run their race, do their thing. You like that as you're looking for a guy to bet on. Um, you want a chaotic ending where Ryan Blaney's in the right place. Let's look at the first race here going into the coming to the checkered flag. He was in third place. Johnson overshot the corner, took out Truex. Blaney busts by both of them, wins the race. That it could be chaotic at the end, right? So I do love Blaney this weekend. I think in, man, the top 10 number, a plus money for him right there. Uh, Fords haven't been the best on on road courses. We're going to get into that a little bit. But but I, I do think it's, uh, it's a good bet. So next up for me, Rod, Mr. Christopher Busher. His top 10 number is only minus 120. Are you kidding me? And his number for top Ford is plus 550. The Ford, the Ford bet is interesting. You look at the numbers. It's Michael McDowell plus 175. We know what he did. It uh, was an Indy that he won, right? He dominated that race. I get it, right? But then you look at the Ford group. It's McDowell plus 175. Then it drops to Busher at plus 550. So right there, he's the second favorite guy. Only has to be one other favorite, and, and he would be on the top, right? You're going to have a plus 550. I like that. It's Joey Logano. Again, hardest guy to predict in the garage. So-so on road courses. Austin Sendrick, he's had his moments on. We talked about Ryan Blaney a little bit. Kevin Harvick's been good here in the past. Up and down. Briscoe, Keselowski, Zane Smith. Like Now you're at 35 to 1 once you get to Zane Smith. So I love Chris Buescher to be the top finishing forward here. But also really like him for the top 10 finish. Rod, in the last nine road course races, Chris Buescher has eight top tens, and the other race of those nine that he wasn't in the top ten, he finished in 11th place. Chris Buescher is a top ten machine on road courses, especially in this new car, but even more so just in road courses in general, super, super consistent. He's always good. He's always right there. Um, what is, let me look at his point situation quickly. He is, he's 19 to the good, so it uh, be interesting to see. It's kind of, uh, it's right there where maybe they do a points race, maybe they don't. So you have to keep that in mind. But um, Chris Buescher, he finished sixth place here last year, uh, which made him the second forward to Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick did finish, I believe, second in that race. So was second to him there. Um, last nine road courses, 11th or better, like I said, 2021, he finished third place here at this race. So over the last two races here, sixth place and third place, second finishing forward last uh, year, and the previous year, he was the top finishing forward there in third place. He also finished fifth at the Daytona Road Course. Again, I mentioned that one as being probably one of the most comparable road courses we've been to. 
old car. I get it. It's there's some differences for sure, but fifth place there. He's just very, very good on road courses. Very consistent. Remember last year he was on fire at the Indy Road Course, and he still finished inside of the top ten. He's really, really good on road courses. Continues to show up. We know how consistent they've been. Been the best Ford team in the garage. A lot of love for Michael McDowell this week. I get it. I understand it. None of his numbers are anywhere that I want to take them. It doesn't look like they're anywhere you want to take him either. Chris Busher is kind of the guy that's getting slept on a little bit. Been a couple of weeks since Busher won. whoop de doo Let's let his numbers drop back down here. We're going to take advantage of that. So Chris Busher, top 10, minus 120, top Ford, plus 550. It's amazing how fast the shine wears off of these guys sometimes. It's like you forget that you went back-to-back races and you know you got you got a race where you don't win and everybody's like, oh, Chris Buescher, he's there's no way he's going to finish inside the top 10. It's like, what? Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, minus 120. Like, what a crazy low price for a guy that's done it eight of the last nine times and the other time was one spot out of it. Like, yeah, it's, it's insane. So love Chris Buescher this week. Uh, I, I can't argue with you on Chris Buescher. I definitely like him as well. Um, all right, this is one where a lot of people aren't going to tail me, and that's okay. Uh, I hope that you can see through the A.J. Allmendinger tears. Um, his top AJ five. A.J. Allmendinger, is he still racing around? Yeah, well, lately. not on ovals, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, but he is still a good road course racer. I know, I get it. And this is where you can use the whole Kyle Busch thing against me, uh, where I said the same thing about Kyle Busch. A.J. Allmendinger looks exactly like Kyle Busch right now as far as you know, a, a driver that doesn't necessarily have his entire heart in the game. But look. These guys are still proud. I, I This is why I say Kyle Busch, I'm not completely, I'm out on him for sure. I don't know why I'm not out on A.J. Allmendinger yet, but his top five number is at plus 200. Two to one on bet 365 for a guy who, look, his last race on here was a fourth place finish in that 16 car, but he led 24 laps. Like the guy still knows how to get around a road course, right? I, I understand, like I said, that it's been tough for him lately, but here's the thing. A.J. Allmendinger has raced in 37 road course races as a cup driver. Two wins, 18 top 10s, eight top fives in that vicinity, all right? Look back at what he's done in the past. Fourth at Watkins Glen uh, earlier. Sixth at Sonoma. Fourth at the Charlotte Roval last year. Second at Watkins Glen last year. Seventh at Indy Road Course. Ninth at Road America, right? He won the Indy Road Course in 2021, Top five finish at Coda in 2021. AJ Allmendinger's still a good road course driver. All he's got to do is pull his head out of his ass. And he knows it. He doesn't need me telling him to do it. Um, but he's got a seventh place finish here and a fourth place finish here already. Um, this season for him has not been the greatest on road courses either. Uh, but he did manage to pull a fourth place finish out of Watkins Glen after a terrible finish at the Indy GP in 26th place there. Uh, and then Sonoma, he had a, a sixth-place finish as well. So a couple of good road course finishes in what has been a forgettable season for that 16 car. I still think he can get it done. He's not racing for anything now, no playoffs, no anything. That team can just go out and try to get itself a win at a road course. I'm not expecting him to win, but I think a top five is well within the, the possibility for A.J. Allmendinger. So give me that 2-1 to one over there on Bet365. Yeah, again, another guy not worried about the points. Doesn't have the points race. He can flip the stages, get himself the track position. We know what he's capable of on road courses, obviously. So uh, I don't hate it. Uh, two to one. It's not my favorite bet out there, but 
it's it's not a bad bet for sure. I really, really like this next bet, Rod. Uh, the only thing that concerns me on this is just absolute utter chaos because that's where you could have to throw all the numbers out and things that don't make sense could potentially happen. But the number, Caesar's been great about this. We're kind of getting into F1 territory here. The number of Fords to finish in the top 10, they have it set at 3.5. Hammer the fucking under on this. Minus 110, Rod. I was absolutely floored they even offered this. So you go look at the top 10 odds uh, for drivers to finish in the top 10. The top 10 drivers in the top 10 finishing odds, none of them are Fords. So that's already a good start. Only two of them, McDowell and Chris Buescher, are at minus money. The rest of the Fords are at plus money to even finish inside of the top 10. So that's a pretty good start for you there. Uh, again, I, I named off all the Ford drivers, but let's look through them again. McDowell, you can see him finishing the top 10, right? Busher made a case already. Logano, maybe. Sindrick, maybe. Ryan Blaney, you made the case. I can see it happening. Harvick's done it before, but, eh, you know, Briscoe's done it before, sadly, but he's not having a very good season, right? So it, you're kind of starting to get out on a limb there. Uh, the the flipping stage thing is the one thing that concerns me a little because you got guys like like Kyle Larson that could do that. You got guys like Tyler Reddick that could do that. Gets a little bit scary when it comes to that. But you go back and you look at road courses this season, Rod. Well, let's go. Let's go back to last year first of all. Um, there was three Fords in the top ten here last year. You had Harvick in second, Busher in sixth, uh, and Briscoe in ninth place. Um, after that, the next Ford was 14th place with Brad Keselowski. So that fourth Ford to, to catch the over in this, long ways back all the way in 14th. You go back to Watkins Glen. Uh, there was three inside of the top 10. The best finishing one, though, was seventh place. Indy Roval or Indy Road Course, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, McDowell won that race in a Ford, but there was only two Fords inside of the top 10. Sonoma. Only three Fords inside the top 10. Coda, only three Fords inside the top 10 with sixth place being the best finisher there. Chicago Street Race, don't want to throw that out there too much in comparison, but there was four Fords in the top five or top 10 there. So I will give them that chaotic race. That's the one little bit of hesitation on this bet. But if it's not a cardboard race, if it's a fairly normal race-ish, I really think it's going to be tough to find four forwards finishing inside of the top five here or inside of the top 10 definitely not inside the top five inside the top 10 to get four of them i think it's, it's just gonna be really tough i i really thought this number should be 2.5 i mean even if it was 2.5 i don't think i would take the over so at 3.5 i'm definitely taking the under and only minus 110 it's not juiced up uh so i really like this bet number of forwards in the top 10 under 3.5 I like it because, I mean, even though I'm putting two Fords up there and you're putting a third in the, well, you said in the top 10, uh, even though we're putting three Fords, I think those are the only three Fords that have a shot to be in there. Because, I mean, I can, you know, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick, Kyle Busch, if you're going to throw that, even Ross Chastain, if you really wanted to get kind of crazy with it, there's five already, right? Almond and that's Almondinger, Hamlin. I yep. mean, that's true X. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah, there, there's a lot of guys. I, it's going to be tough. And again, guys like Briscoe finished ninth here last year. That was some late race stuff with the, the cardboard and all that. And and you get guys like Reddick and Larson that flip the stages. That could open up some top 10 spots. But even if those guys flip stages, there's a chance they're going to get back into the top 10 probably if they're fast as expect them to be. And with Fords this year, like 
Busher and Kozlowski are the only two consistent ones, and Kozlowski's not very good on road courses. It's his championship hopes are kind of hanging on by a thread. He's definitely gonna have the points race if he's got the opportunity. Uh McDowell should be good, but it's you saw him dominate at Indy and then at Watkins Glen, he finished last place, I think, right? So it's not always consistent. Busher is gonna be up there. Blaney's probably gonna be up there, but even with Blaney, there's a case to be made that it won't happen. Harvick is coin toss. Uh, but other than that, like it's just Logano. You never know what that guy's going to do. I know you're going to make a case for him next, but or in a few, but uh, I still think that you can get away with doing this. And, and really, you're going to have a fair enough number of bets on other Fords here with some of the bets we've given out. You know, if Busher cashes the top Ford and you don't hit this one, it might wash it out, being a plus 550 type of thing. Maybe you end up hitting both of them even better, right? Uh, this next bet you've got coming up as a Ford to finish good, but uh, it's a big number. And so if you hit that big number, you're not going to care if he happens to be the the other Ford that makes it in there to put you over four. So, uh, yeah, I think under three and a half is definitely the way to go. Yeah, this one definitely will cover you just in case that one doesn't happen. And, and if Kevin Harvick decides he wants to be that top one or the second one or whatever one that's in there to, to push you out of the winning, look, Kevin Harvick's number... And this is the only reason I'm taking it. It's a lot like what Cody said with, with Kyle Busch. There's only one way that I'm going to take Kevin Harvick as a top three car, and it's an almost 10-to-1 bet here on Bet365. Plus 900 for Kevin Harvick to be a top three car. The books have written him off. We've written him off, and that's fine. I'm pretty sure that this is the, the time of the season where we probably can safely write him off. But he's not done yet. He's not off the track yet. He's still a driver. He's still one of the best to ever like sit in that seat. So to me, that means that there's still if there's still a pulse on him, then there's still a bet worth making on him. And this is it. Plus a uh, top three car at plus nine hundred. Right? He's nine to one to finish top three. He started twenty second on this track last season. Led four laps, finished second. That is how bad of a car he had to start with. They made adjustments. They finished everything up. He finished second in that race. Loosened a couple of windshield bolts. Loosened Got a right couple of windshield too. bolts. And that's what I'm saying. He finished second last week, right? Unfortunately, on the track. Yes. On the score sheet, no. But he's he got a, a second place finish last week. And, and that means that there's still fight in that team. There's still fight in that driver. He doesn't want to go out. Right? In 2019, he finished third place. He led 34 laps on this track as well. So... I mean, has it been fantastic for uh, Kevin Harvick? Absolutely not. There, this is a season that he's going to wish he could have one more so that he can uh, kind of recap and, and just re-go over what he was going over. But again, a second-place finish last week, a top-three finish on this road course, something he's done twice in five tries. Now, like I said, the four team's not done. And at 9-1, to one, I almost feel like you have to put this on there just in case he does what he did last season and sneaks up into a second place finish like we've been talking about all episode long he's got nothing left i mean non-playoff drivers already have nothing to, to to lose at this point he literally has nothing to lose because at this point next year he's going to be in the booth talking about this not not actually racing around in it so i think he goes for broke from now on just like cody said too a couple episodes ago where i mean listen from now on oh wait that windshield's loosen. I mean, they're not going to put him through tech every single week. But again, I just feel like there's a strong case to be made for a top three, especially at nine to one for for Kevin Harvick this week. Rod, I am saving all of my Kevin Harvick money for uh, 
for Phoenix because that's where all <laughs> my Kevin Harvick money is going. Um, Chips in. I did. I did want to say our buddy Greg Mathur over on Twitter at gmathurn84. He did uh, share some rules. If you did have any Kevin Harvick slips last week, they were graded as losses. Make sure you're double checking the rules because some of these rules, uh, like he points out here, that MGM gonna call them out. They they're trying to fuck people over. Uh, they're violating their house rules and grading Harvick bets as a loss, where their rules state that the wagers uh, will be settled according to unofficial results reported immediately at the conclusion of the race. So if you did have any Harvick bets, make sure you're checking that. Make sure you're checking the rules. They legally have to abide by those rules. The gaming commission, all of that. Uh, Greg is a good guy to reach out to if you've got questions, you need help. I believe he's a lawyer or works in law at some point uh, or whatever. So he's very smart with all that stuff, I know. But I had seen his tweet earlier, so I did want to mention that. Good time to bring it up. Uh, Kevin Harvick, the number's great at 9-1. to one. He's done it before, just last time we were here. So there's that. Good avoiding chaos. He could be there at the end type of thing. Not going to be racing for points. The, you know, he can flip the stages properly. All of that stuff goes in his bucket. And Rod, this week, I think you've got to have some long shot bets just in case things get crazy. So in that case, let's do the same thing here. A couple of top tens. And this is this is just building for chaos. This is cardboard on the track late. We end up in four overtimes. The leaders wreck each other. Then a bunch of cars wreck going into turn one. There's a big crash in the in the chicane at, on a restart. Whatever the case may be. These are two drivers that are are good drivers. They're good at avoiding chaos for the most part. Um, they're good at at finding themselves in decent positions, can work their way into the top 10. I think that makes them worth top 10 bets this week. Austin Hill, plus 750. Talked about he's going to be in that 62 beard car. Um, that's a pretty good car when it shows up to the track. It, it shows up good. They mostly race super speedways, like I mentioned before, but Brandon Gone, they were racing some uh, road courses as well. He was, he was decent enough on there. I don't have his stats in front of me, but Austin Hill, very good at road courses in the Xfinity Series, and we talk about it. He's so good at just putting himself in position, be there to capitalize. How many times have we seen the leaders wreck late in those races? We've seen the crazy overtimes. He just plugs away and gets the good finishes. In the Xfinity Series, fourth at Indy, third at Road America, eighth at Sonoma, and at, there was four or five, six cup guys in that race, I think. Still finished in eighth. Fifth place at Portland. He's had a very good season of that. We talk about him almost every week on the Xfinity Series show. Good at putting himself in the right place, surviving till the end, and being there at the end. I think a plus 750, he's worth a shot. And also, Rod, Mr. Corey LaJoy, top 10 finish, at plus 900. Now, I know some of you may think this is just a homer pick. It's just because I love Corey, Joy, Corey LaJoy. And that might be the case, because I do love Corey LaJoy, and he is one of my favorite drivers. But Roddy finished 12th place here last year. That's only two spots outside of cashing a top 10 finish. And one thing I've noticed about him, especially lately, qualifying has been, he qualified top 10 at Bristol a couple of weeks ago at the road courses. He qualified 10th place at Watkins Glen. They ended up starting in the bag because they had to change something after that. Uh, so he didn't get a start there, but 14th place at Indy, he was qualifying. Their qualifying effort has really stepped up. Obviously, there's been a massive influx of cash over at Spire Motorsports. They're throwing it around like it grows on freaking trees. So there's a lot of money, right? It's coming in. They're, they're continuing to get better and better uh, things. But you come back and you look at some of his finishes, 20th place at Watkins Glen. I understand that's not a top 10, but that's a decent day, right? 10 cars in front of you get wrecked. There's some late chaos. You got guys flipping stages now that they weren't doing in these other races. Corey doesn't need to flip. 
flip stages. He's probably not going to be in position to get the, the stage points, right? So they can go for the track position game. They can play that game. Um, I think the stage cautions probably help a team like Corey LaJoy, right? Because it does bunch the field back up. It does give him that opportunity to, to jump some people on the track. And if he can get those positions on the track, he'll be better at holding on to them, better at keeping them forward. Uh, he finished 14th at the Chicago Street Race. Again, it's just it's hard to compare that as far as a road course, but a lot of chaos there. Survived that, finished 14th. Not very far out of the top 10. 20th at Sonoma. He was 11th place at Coda. One spot out of being inside of that top 10 at the end there. A little chaos there. Uh, like I said, he was 12th here last year. He was 18th at Indy last year. So uh, it's 9-1 to one for a reason, but if it gets chaotic at the end, if they pull out the cardboard thing, if there's wreck after wreck, if we're six overtimes into this thing, uh, and it might not even take that much. I mean, he did it. There was some chaos at the end last year, cardboard included. Uh, but LaJoy finished 12th, so he wasn't even that far out of it. This team is miles ahead of where they were last year. A top 10, not out of the question for him or Austin Hill. Again, these are kind of built for chaos bets. I think there's going to be a fair amount of chaos. So I think these are good guys to take. Austin Hill plus 750. Corey LaJoy, 9-1, to one, top 10. And again, it doesn't take much for these to hit and hit big. So uh, definitely love both of those. I, I just I can't argue with you on Corey LaJoy anymore. It's just, you know, that's that's the way this rolls. It's it's built into this show's uh, DNA now where uh, Corey LaJoy has got to be part of it. So, uh, all right. Speaking of guys that uh, are hardwired into this, we, we tend to have trouble, like Cody said, pegging where Joey Logano is going to finish. But I will say I'm fairly confident in the fact that he's going to finish better than Ross Chastain in this race, minus 115. I know that earlier I had said, you know, Chastain could be one of those top 10 finishers, and he can. I mean, we know that he is a solid enough road course racer uh, that he could get it done. In fact, earlier this season, he had a fourth-place finish at Austin, right over there on the road course at Coda. But it has not necessarily been all that great for him afterwards. I mean, a 10th-place finish at Sonoma, that's all fine and well. Uh, 22nd in Chicago, eh, again, we're not necessarily weighing it, but Indy GP, 18th or 17th, Watkins Glen, 18th. And even still, it hasn't been a spectacular up. It's been an up and down last few weeks for Ross Chastain, 37th, obviously, last week at, uh, at Talladega after crashing out of that. He was second at Fort Worth, which is like, cool, yay, back to second, right? But before that, 23rd at Bristol, 13th at, at Kansas, 5th at... He's been all over the place, right? It's so difficult to... Uh, we talk about how difficult it is to, to peg where Logano's going to be. You try to peg where Ross Chastain's going to finish nowadays. I will tell you one thing, though. On this course in particular, on this Roval, he is horrendous. It doesn't matter what car he's been in. Whether it was the 7 car in 2018 where he finished 24th after starting 35th, whether it was in the 15 car in 2019 when he finished 22nd, started 37th, whether it was in the 42 car last season where he, or two seasons ago where he started 27th, finished 23rd, or last year where, yes, he led three laps, but he finished 37th after starting in 10th place in the 1 car. He has been atrocious on the road. He has not figured this Roval out. Joey Logano, on the other hand, I mean, look, at none of these are really all that to write home about. 10th place, 10th place. He did finish second in 2020, so good for him. 7th place finish in 2021, respectable. Uh, started on the pole last season, ended up finishing 18th after leading 27 laps, so he was in that. But 
all finishes better than Ross Chastain on this track. Uh, again, Joey Logano, we don't know how he's going to approach this race in particular, but again, I don't think it matters how he approaches it. I just feel like Ross Chastain does not know how to run the Roval for the life of him, so I don't really put much stock in him. He'll probably end up finishing somewhere in the 25 or worse, where I know Logano will probably be a 28th place finish or better, at least, if not a top 10. You know, his potential for a top 10 is much better than Ross Chastain's. So at minus 115, I'll go ahead and take Logano over Chastain in this race on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, I like this for a lot of reasons. Again, Logano is, is just a tough guy to peg, but Trackhouse has been off. Chastain's been off. I have a feeling we're going to need some type of hail melon being thrown here because he's 10 points out of it heading into this race. That's not good. Is he going to be in a position to even get stage points? If he is, he's going to have to race for him. But he might not be, and then they're trying to do strategy. They're trying to do something to just throw a hail melon and, and get up there. There's no wall to ride like Martinsville. Uh, I don't see him advancing. I think it's going to end up – I think he's probably going to push too hard. Uh, there's still a little bit of immaturity, I think, there that that he's got to overcome still. So I do like kind of like fading uh, Chastain. Logano might not be the my favorite guy to fade him with, but I, I would take the Logano side in this uh, – in this matchup rod taking a page out of your book with this next one give me the winning car number as odd this is minus 115 i was kind of surprised that this was only minus 115 because if you look at the odds three of the top four guys are in odd numbered cars you got chase elliott you got tyler reddick and you got kyle larson all in odd numbered cars now byron is sprinkled in there uh in the middle of those guys and he's obviously in an even numbered car um, as you kind of go through the list here, a lot of guys that I would really like to be have a part in this are, are in odd-numbered cars. You got Martin Trix Jr. We know he's capable of winning on road courses, right? We almost won the inaugural race here if Jimmy Johnson hadn't taken him out in the chicane at the end of this thing. Uh, Denny Hamlin, stay tuned. We're going to talk about him more in a few minutes here. You get Daniel Suarez. He's won a chaotic uh, road course before, right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably not happening, but Chris Buescher is part of this. He finishes in the top 10 every time. So maybe he's got a chance to win this thing at the end. Um, you get a guy like Chastain. He, he's won on road courses before. Catches the 40 to 1 at, at Road America or uh, at uh, Coda last year. Um, so there's a lot of guys there. Eh, after that, you Justin Haley's, Eric Jones. Eh, you're kind of getting far down the list. Corey LaJoy's in an odd number car. So I'd like to toss that out there. Uh, but the winning car is odd. I really like that you're getting, I mean, you get Chase Elliott, you get Kyle Larson, you get Tyler Reddick. Those are the three guys recognized as the road course guys, right? And and that's kind of shifted a little bit. It's not been the one guy that's been dominant. There's been some other guys in there. But just getting those three alone, them being three of the four favorites uh, on this, I really like that. So I like the odd-numbered side of this at, at minus 115 for the winning car number. Full disclosure, I had that and then noticed you had that uh, after. Well, I, I filled out you, the dock You first. beat me to the dock, too. You filled I out, did. Rod, I get in the dock. Rod's got every box except one figure filled out. I go through and fill out my stuff. I guess I stole the one bet he had not put in yet. Well, and that was I was looking at it, and I was like, okay, cool. I got it. And then I got to the dock, and I was like, oh, damn it. He got it. Because <laughs> when I left, 365 and DK were the only ones that had bets up. Caesars hadn't had a full slate yet. So when I got home, I was like, cool, I can look. I looked at DK, and he, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I looked at Caesars. I was like, oh, cool, they got it. And then they took the one. So I took another one, Cody, and that's fine. Uh, I'll take the winning car under 15 and a half. I'm going to take this because 
It is a plus money. It's a plus 130. And I cannot believe that you get the cast of characters that you get under 15 and a half. This cuts off at AJ Allmendinger, right? I mean, obviously, you don't get Allmendinger. Um, you don't get Busher. You don't get Truex. You don't get Bell, which that's fine for you. Um, and, and really, that's about the size of it. But under 15 and a half, you get Blaney. You get Hamlin. You get Elliott. You get Bush. You get Larson. You get Harvick. Like, you get Chastain. I know I just dumped on the And you get LaJoy. Uh but again, like, thank you for including him. Rob. For, <laughs> you only held him up in front of the screen. I had no choice but to read the prompter. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you get all of those heavy hitters. And listen, I could have just stopped it saying you get Larson, you get Elliot, because it, it essentially could turn into just a Larson or an Elliot race at this point. Those guys haven't really flexed their road course muscles lately. And we know that they were the two that basically dominated for the better part of a couple of seasons, right? When you talk to road courses, you could not talk about Larson. You could not talk about Elliott and how dominant they were. Hamlin, big showing it at uh, Sonoma, right, uh, before everything shook loose. So I, I, there's so many heavy hitters under 15 and a half. To get that at plus money, I, I feel like I, I don't know what they were thinking. Um, it's going to stay that way because they don't, Caesars doesn't adjust these very, very much depending on what happens in qualifying. They tend to keep them the same so it's not like you have to jump on it right now, but listen, I'm saying if if after qualifying one of these guys finds themselves hell even in the front two rows, I would very heavily look at this even even more so afterwards. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, I mean, two of my three outrights are under this number, uh, so I, and there's a, it's a loaded field down there. A lot of the similar guys to the odd number, and you're throwing a couple other guys. You had Kyle Busch in there. You get some other guys in there as well. So. Uh, I do like it. I'm not for Kyle Busch. I just said his name because he does happen to fall <laughs> under that number, and some people out there may want him to win. He's this had race. some good finishes here. He's had some good finishes on road courses. He could do it. He has. He has. Uh, all right. We'll be back with our winners after this. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold that live episode from iowa is going to be lit we may have to sell tickets to that <laughs> there you go we could use game time see how it works yeah oh yeah there you go you could buy them all last minute we'll give you all good deals Maybe you guys can all drink some old fashions with us when we're uh, yeah. over there. Yeah, we have to turn that into like a crossover with old fashioned foot. That could be a hell of a party. Oh boy, I'm excited already. Now we got a date. I've already uh, told my wife the date. We'll see how she thinks about that. But uh, if she needs <laughs> no, me to convince be... her, then <laughs> I'll get her on the phone with you. Right I was gonna say, don't fine. call you me because can... I won't convince you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Here's <laughs> Well, I, hey, listen, she's probably gonna be like, uh, 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 uh. I buckle under the pressure of strong women. So there you go. <laughs> All right, let's All right. load up some winners, shall we? This is the week, Rod Chase Elliott. He comes in as the favorite. It's six to one. It's not super sexy. I get it, but 
He has got nothing to lose. He doesn't have to worry about stage points. He doesn't have to worry about points. He doesn't have to worry about points. He might have to worry about cardboard, but he doesn't have to worry about points. He is just going out here to win this race. Rod, he maxed Verstappen to this race last year, blew everyone out of the fucking water. I know he's not won a road course race in the next-gen car, but prior to that, he was the best guy on road courses. He is going to be fast. Guys like Tyler Reddick are going to be fast. Guys like Kyle Larson are going to be fast. But, Rod, I think they're going to race for points because they have to. They're forced into that situation by NASCAR here. This sets up perfectly for Chase Elliott. Whether he's the fastest car, whether he's the third fastest car, whether he's the fifth fastest car, he's going to flip the stages because he doesn't have to worry about the points. Yes, they're still in the mix for the the owner's points. I get it. I don't know where they're at right now. I don't. It doesn't matter. They want a win. It's been a full season, 36 races. He hasn't competed in all of them, but it's been 36 races since Chase Elliott last visited Victory Lane. One of the most races out of anybody last year in the Cup Series. He is getting back to Victory Lane. This is the week. Chase Elliott's good on road courses. It all sets up perfectly. This is revenge for Cardboard Gate. Chase Elliott's going to cash these tickets 6-1. to one. Book it, baby. Just in case he doesn't, your insurance plays the week. Brought to you by USAA. And Rob Gronkowski. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. I had to go there. Um, oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. Anyways, Danny Hamlin. Rod, some books he's 14 to 1. Again, down there a little, but 20 to 1 over on Superbook. If you can get him at this number, I would take it. Uh, it is weird to bet on Denny Hamlin on a road course. I will admit that. But, Rod, he finished second place at Watkins Glen just a few weeks ago. He, talk about qualifying. Holy shit, he's really good at qualifying on road courses. He's got, what, three poles on road courses this year if you want to throw Chicago in there. Like, he's just been good at it, and he's learned. He has taken the time, and he has learned so much from Tyler Reddick coming over into his camp, and he's taken it from him. So second place at Watkins Glen, had a great run that day. 13th place here last year, not the best, but fifth place in 2021. So he's he's run well here before. He finished second at the Daytona road course back in 2020, and he's not been a couple of rough seasons, right? Uh, last year, Toyota was just utterly horrible early on in the season. By the by, the Roval, they kind of figured it out. Bell wins because the cardboard. Bush finished good, and we talked about that earlier. Hamlin finished thirteenth, okay, but but Toyota struggled. But he's been really good at road courses in his career. He's got fourteen top five finishes. He's won at Watkins Glen before, so he can get it done on the road courses. Danny Hamlin, twenty to one, could get some late. Uh, and I don't think he really needs the points race. I, I think that. He would rather go for the win. Like I said, all he has to do is finish 29th or better. Uh, I think even if he qualifies well, if he's running good up front, I think they flip the stages. I think they go for the win because you could get the stage points, lock yourself in, play it safe, but that's not Denny Hamlin. I, he's go, He wants to win. He's going to go for it. Uh, and if he goes for it and it doesn't pay off, I think he'll be okay with that. I think he would rather go for it. Uh, he's got a 50-point cushion. That's That's pretty solid. And 29th is... Only if all the other guys perform to their maximum, too. Like, or that's that's no matter what anybody else does. If he finishes worse than that, other people still have to do good enough to all pass him. Uh, that's that's the other. There's what? Uh, yeah, that's a lot of math. There's ten cars left, right, to get to this final. So he would have to get passed by a bunch of them. Uh, unlikely to happen. Obviously, I don't want to jinx him, but Denny Hamlin, I think, could put himself in position. And then Rod, we talked about him earlier. Christopher Busher. 22 to 1 with our friends over at DraftKings. A little shorter on some other books, so get with DraftKings. They've got you hooked up. Um, talked about it, though. Nine road courses in a row, 11th or better. 
puts himself in position. He doesn't have a road course win yet, but Rod, he's got three wins this season. We know he can get it done. Got a couple of really good finishes, finished second place in Sonoma last year in that chaotic race that Daniel Suarez kind of ended up winning at the end there. Chris Buescher can get it done. Sixth place last year um, and third place in 2021. So the two two most previous races here, he's been good. He's been right there at the end. He can put himself in position. Give me Chris Buescher at 22 to 1. Denny Hamlin, 20 to 1. And I really, really love Chase Elliott at 6 to 1 this week. Yeah, Elliott Revenge Tour, you can book that one for sure. Just like you said, I mean, like we, the whole theme of this basically has been the guys that have nothing to lose are the ones you should probably start putting your money on this week because they're, just, you know. E- even like it it lines up so perfectly because the uh, the guys you're going to be most worried about is Larson and Reddick, and they're going to be in a position where they can take advantage of the stage points. And I think they have their, because of their point situation, where they're at, Reddick is below the cut line coming into this. I mean, he's he's two below, and Larson's 15 to the good. That's okay, but that, it's still scary, and they are going to have to take, take advantage of that. And for a guy like Elliott, that helps so much more, and that's where these stage cautions coming in helps a guy like that. And, and I think it's going to be a huge advantage for him. So if you kind of take those, and William Byron's the other favorite up there, his road coursing has been okay, but it's not been the best thing ever. So those are the two guys that scare me the most, and you're almost probably taking them out of contention for the win unless you get a late caution and they kind of put themselves in position. But good chance they're going to be not flipping the stages and get put behind, and they're going to be behind the eight ball. You're going to have Elliott there able to flip the stages and be ahead of the curve with a, with a really good chance to win. So oh, I love it. Well, I will take the guy that he uh, is teammating with, and that's Kyle Larson. <laughs> Nine to one on DK. I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Kyle Larson, we saw in Sonoma, screwed himself out of a win a couple of years ago because of trying to do exactly that. He tried to point himself in or just make a, a better point stay out of that race than he probably should have. So we have documented time after time how good of a road course racer uh, Kyle Larson is, or at least was for a while, I don't know. Uh, but you look back at some of his finishes, obviously this season has not been his best either. 26th at Watkins Glen, 8th at Indy Road Course, 8th at Sonoma, 14th at Coda, uh, 35th at the Roval last year, a really bad finish for him there. But he won at Watkins Glen, uh, 3rd at Road America. He's won this race before as well in 2021, 3rd at the Indy Road Course, First at Watkins Glen in 2021, right? One at Sonoma, second at Coda. I mean, overall, he's just, he's the guy you look for at road courses. We know this. This is something that that we, when we talked about it, we were talking about Elliot, we were talking about Larson. Those are the two guys. So at nine to one, I feel like this is a hell of a number for, uh, for Kyle Larson, for a guy who has won on this track before. Outside of that, been some pretty bad finishes. Uh, last season, obviously, was, was some trouble for him as he finished 35th scary wreck for him last Very year bad wreck. yeah the throttle sticking getting into austin dylan that was a yikes yeah that was a rough one yeah so yeah if his throttle doesn't stick who knows where he ends up right i mean it's it's it was a bad situation made worse by what happened so um that took him out of contention so but anyways for kyle larson like i i just i don't know that this team wants to put themselves in a position like they did in sonoma a couple of years ago where you know, they, they did kind of screw themselves out of a really better, a better finish. They could have probably won that race. Elliot, the same thing, right? Those were the two strongest cars on that track all day long. 
they try to play the points game and they end up getting bit in the ass. So I'm not necessarily sure that Larson, I know he's 15 points up right now, but I also don't know that true points racing is the way to go for Kyle Larson. I think they, they should just go for the win, right? I mean, I don't think playing it safe is going to get them anywhere. I think they need to win. I think that's, that's, they did it right to get into this round. I think they need to do it to get in the next round because honestly, that's, that's the best chance for Kyle Larson to make it all the way through is just to keep winning. Right, this whole playing it safe thing is not. It hasn't been doing it for him all season long. Like it just, this has not been the Kyle Larson season that we thought we'd see this season. And so they need to do something. And winning on the Roval, winning in this race in particular, I think is the statement going back into this next round of the playoffs. So again, nine to one is is really the number. That's why I chose this. It was nine to one for Kyle Larson. We we talked a lot about it last season that you don't get that number. For Kyle Larson. When's, when's the last time Kyle Larson was nine to one at a road course? Like years ago, probably. Like in the forty-two days, probably. Yeah, I think it's worth I, the gamble at nine to one. Yeah, I, I think for that reason alone, it, it, it's good. There's also a number of ways you can paint this. Right, they may not have the opportunity for stage points, so it comes up late in the race. They set themselves up, go out there for the win. Uh, maybe he gets stage points in the first stage. Their cushion's getting comfortable. One or two guys behind them are out. Now it's really looking good and they decide to shoot for the win there, and they flip the second stage. There's a lot of things that could go into this. Um, you expect him to be fast. I, How many times did I mention him when I was talking about Chase Elliott? He is going to be one of the other better cars on the day. Um, so I think at the number, it is good. Um, so, yeah, I think that it's, it is a good bet to make. All righty. So get out your pen and paper. We'll tell you some of the other good bets that you should be making for this Charlotte Roval. Cody started you off with Kyle Busch as a top three finisher or podium. If you listen to the F1 Gambling Podcast coming up later uh, at four to one, I reclaimed or I claimed, I guess I planted my flag in Ryan Blaney's corner and it's mine, at least for this Roval. Um, I gave you Blaney as a top 10 car at plus 125 over on bet 365 called it as a top five as well at plus 375 laddered it up to a top three at eight to one on DraftKings and to win at 28 to one over on Caesars that's my long shot to win this race uh Cody gave you Chris Busher as a top 10 car at minus 120 and top four at plus 550 I said AJ Allmendinger was going to find his way to the top five come hell or high water at two to one at bet 365 Cody gave you the number of Fords in the top 10 under three and a half at minus 110. I said one of those Fords inside of the top three will be Kevin Harvick at nine to one over on bet 365. Cody said Austin Hill would be a top 10 car at plus 750. And Corey LaJoy at nine to one would also join him in the top 10. I said that Joey Logano would finish better than Ross Chastain at minus 115 over on DraftKings. Cody gave you the winning car as odd at minus 115, and I said that odd number would come from under 15 and a half at plus 130. And then Cody gave you Chase Elliott at six to one, Denny Hamlin at 20 to one, Chris Busher at 22 to one to win this race. I gave you Kyle Larson at nine to one. Seems DK is giving us the best value on some of these outrights. So grab Larson nine to one on DK to win the Roval. Cody. Much like these guys, we've come to the finish line of this episode. But uh, I, I, I just like I said, I'll watch this race because I have to. But I hope I don't have to watch another Roval again. I'm done. I, I don't need Rovals anymore. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Rod, wrap it around 
on the spot question for you based on where everybody's at right now what who who are the four that are missing the next round of the playoffs Ooh, who are the four that are missing the next round of the playoffs um sadly i i gotta say brad keselowski i just i think his run is over i would oh i don't have my uh i don't have my thing here i don't have my my I had bracket. My, my bracket, yeah. I have your bracket. Let's see. You've got the 24, 19, 11, 17, 6, 22, 4, and 5 going to the next round. Okay, fine. Then I changed my mind. The 6 is going to go. <laughs> um, well, then, listen. Two, who's out? So, I think Kyle Busch is not going to make it. Yeah. I know you think he is, but I don't. Uh, I don't think... I think the run is over for Bubba. I hate to say it. Um, Chastain, not on this track. And uh, God bless America, man. I think the four that are underneath right now, maybe the four that are gone. What? Do, how about you? If you're taking Redick out, nah, I don't want to. Are you sticking with Kozlowski? Ah, uh, man. At this point, I think I think it's Redick. I think because well, no, because Redick's a better road course racer than Kozlowski. Mm-hmm. That's only two points. It is only two points. All right, fine. So Kozlowski, Wallace, Chastain, and Bush. All right, I am going Kyle Busch. I I do think he's got a chance to win this, but twenty six points. It's it's a big, big road. I think he's out. Ross Chastain, he's done. He's out. Uh, Bubba Wallace is going to surprise everyone. He's going to make the round of eight. People are going to lose their freaking minds. Brad Keselowski, I picked him to go to my final four, but I think where he's at, he needed more from from Dega. He didn't get it. Uh, road courses are tough for him. He's out. Martin Truex Jr. It's been rough for him, Rod. End of the road here. He's 17 points to the good coming into this one. He's good at road courses in general, but uh, uh, they've had so many problems. They've had so many issues. Why are they going to have a good car this week? You can't trust it. I think he's out. Uh, so Bubba Wallace is a surprise sneak in. Kyle Larson makes it despite my uh, prediction that he was going to fall out in this round. All right. Sounds good to me. We'll see how this all pans out on Sunday. Uh, so continue the conversation in the discord uh, where we will continue to talk to you about the charlotte roval so in the meantime cody as we say goodbye to everybody let everyone know where they can find you on social media yep follow me on x at husker underscore zeeb make sure you check out the f1 gambling podcast we're actually going to record as soon as we're done with this one so uh once you're done listening to this it should be up in your feed go over listen to that a lot of fun over there cash a lot of tickets as well uh a different discipline different way to bet but uh it, it is a lot of fun and we have a good time over there so check us out support us we appreciate it and uh yeah let's uh we'll be back tomorrow with for xfinity it's gonna be a fun one we're gonna have to find a way to work in boris said on that episode just for the hell of it because i love that he's racing at 61 years old i hope they give us a good something good to take yeah. on boris yeah. because yeah, yeah it's gonna be like a long shot uh, hopefully it's like a long shot top five no top tens that's where uh, again, that's where you can really get it, but oh well. We'll figure it out. Anyways, I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's here. Make sure you check out the back road, Seth and Elliot holding down for you over there on In Between Media. And then, of course, all of my prop articles for the NFL for Sportsbook Review. It's all link in the bio. We'll see you again with more of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. <laughs> and we are the official sponsors of Cardboard. We'll see you guys. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.